Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hello and welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today we're going to have a really interesting conversation with Eva Venari. She has a very interesting story. We're going to be talking about what it was like for her being diagnosed at the age of 22 with infertility. Eva Venari is a certified mineral nutritionist. She teaches worldwide on how to navigate complementary medicine. She coaches chronically fatigued overachievers, especially those struggling with infertility and post-cancer treatment. Together, they rebuild the immune system and build strategies to take charge of their own health care. She's the founder and CEO of the Elevate Institute, a cutting-edge health coaching firm specializing in mineral balancing. She is the creator of Reveal, a hair analysis technique that lets you understand what exactly your body needs to heal and rejuvenate. She is also the co-founder of Illumination Tours, high-end educational retreat experiences that bring ancient wisdom to today's lifestyle. Hey, Eva, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here today. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Robin. Yeah, my pleasure. So you were diagnosed at age 22 as infertile. I mean, like, wow. Like, <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like most, most, you know, 20-somethings aren't ready to have children at that age and don't, you know, there's no reason to find out or figure out that they're infertile. But I wonder, like, like was, were there, like, what was it like for you? And, you know, like, were there signs leading up, like, when you were a teenager that, not was, that something was up with your cycle? Yeah, and, and it wasn't something that was recognized as a problem, which is very interesting. And that's kind of where I want to have that conversation because it's like there are things going on that hidden in plain sight, I like to say, yeah. uh, that we dismiss and we think, oh, that's normal for that person because of their age or because of their activity or because of their lifestyle. And it's like, hmm, you should look mm -hmm. at that anyways. Sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. But for me, I was married at 20. And I was married to somebody who desperately wanted children. And I was okay to wait, but um, we were surprised. Shortly after getting married, I found out I was pregnant. And I lost that child at 21. And I thought, mm. oh, this is odd. Somebody so young. Uh, normally, that's something that older women who have been trying for a while and they, they get married, they get um, the, the itch to <laughs> finally have children later, and they discover their body's not supporting them. And for me, that started very young. So. Mm -hmm. At 21, I had a miscarriage, and 22, after trying additionally for a full year after that miscarriage, they said, oh, well, technically speaking, that's a person who is infertile. If you've been trying for a year and you can't get pregnant again, that's infertility. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, what was, like, was there anything different about your cycle as a teenager, or did you cycle regularly, or what was your cycle like? Yeah, it was something that the doctors were very willing to just sweep under the rug as normal for your age. So I started very young at nine. I started my cycle and that was surprising, but 
within the range, if you will, the, sure. uh, of, mm-hmm. of possibilities, mm-hmm. and never regular. In fact, it was always very, not to be too graphic, but it was always very heavy, and it was always mm-hmm. very painful. And of course, you have people who, other women especially, who go, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It, it, that's just, you're, you're being a baby. Get over it. Stop it. You know, your, your cramps can't be that bad. Right. And so I had no sympathy from older siblings, from mother, from, you know, fellow (laughs) Mm -hmm. especially since most of my classmates weren't getting theirs yet. So um, it it went from uh, that type of situation and the periodic, you know, how far apart were they more than the the typical 34 or 32 days. It was more like every other month. Right. And, okay. so, and later on into years, it became more like every three months. So I would have, you know, um, PMS for a good two months. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh. Oh. I feel for you. Oh. I feel for everyone around me. Oh, you thought too, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so that there was always an excuse. I, went, I would go to the doctor and say, shouldn't this be a regular thing? Well, you know, what do you do in, in school? Are you... Um, are you active? Oh yeah, I'm very active. I was a gymnast. I also tap danced and I was um, very athletic and mm-hmm. so, and stressed out because I was in the um, classes that required more. So the AP mm-hmm. classes was what they called them where I was. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, that's a lot of stress, you know, stress, stress. They would say that a lot. I would hear stress a lot. And even as I, um, got into my adulthood, you know, oh, well, getting married, that's, that's stressful. Yeah, but not for a year, you know, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> build up to the wedding, you have the wedding and two weeks later, you're back into your normal swing, you know, that's, that's the life cycle of stress. When it's a, a, an event like that, and that's what I have found in my practice, too, is it takes two weeks for a person's body to get over what you just recently put it through. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So after that, it should have filtered out. And, and then, there seemed to be something else in my life that the doctors always wanted to say, oh, it's because of that instance, this traumatic event in your life that is causing. And I finally went, time out. Mm -hmm. What is this? And and unaddressed in all of this was an underlying depression that I had had since I was about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. No one recognized it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the difference. So that depression was the one part of the key to what you were asking about earlier. Were there signs earlier? Mm-hmm. Yes, but they were completely dismissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of times, especially with teenagers and stuff, when cycles are irregular, the, a common response from doctors is to put someone on the birth control pill. Did that happen to you? They tried it. So mm-hmm. this was late into my teens because I, I really... One, I was raised Catholic, and that was a religious issue to overcome. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then two, <laughs> I didn't want to go on medication. Sure. Um, and I discovered that as a lot of women who try birth control, um, it's a hormone. Well, that affects your personality. Mm-hmm. And for me, it took that level of PMS and notched it up on steroids, literally, uh, mm-hmm. to the point where I was really out of balance. And the depression became even more 
acute. Mm-hmm. And again, no one wanted to address either of those things. And I just stopped taking it. I said, you know, this isn't working for me. I'm just, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So yes, they tried it and I deemed it unsuccessful and I quit on my own. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I started my own journey of, of looking for the real answer. And it took me 16 years to find it, but I did find it. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard when you have to figure this stuff out yourself, you know, I mean, there's like, there's nobody there to tell you or give guide you or give you information. It's like, you're really left on your own to figure things out. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, when you were maybe looking for answers, did you, was it before the age of internet? Did you have access to internet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, at first, no, I did not. Yeah, it was, Uh it was books, you know, and um, I remember the TV was, was a thing with infomercials, right? Right, right. And because I was blessed with insomnia, I had an opportunity looking at TV late at night and someone was talking about candida. And she started giving a list of different symptoms that you would have because there is no test at that time to confirm, yes, you have candida. In fact, to this day, it's still kind of a little, mm, yeah, not right. quite, yeah, it's a little wishy-washy. So it's the questionnaire. And I was like, yes, to yes, to yes, to yes, to yes, to yes, 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 I have all of these things. So can I thought candida, it must be my main problem. Right. Got a handle on that for the most part and discovered I still had all of these problems. So the television was my first round of mm-hmm. learning about candida, which led me to the candida diet uh, for mm-hmm. women, women and candida, mm-hmm. huge book about yay thick. Right. <laughs> I mm-hmm. consumed mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. And that led me to another book and eat right for your blood type. And then there was the coconut miracle diet. And then there was a, so books, so yes. from TV to books. And then from books, then in, I would say the early 2000s ish, you know, mm-hmm. that's when internet started to become yep. a little bit more, comprehensive in your search string. Nowadays, you type into something to Google. And if it, if you don't get it even grammatically right, Google's like, oh, did you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me help you. Yeah, let me help you. <laughs> Autofill. Here's what everybody else is looking for. Could this be what you're looking for? Exactly. Uh-huh. And for, for at that time, y- your search strings were single words mm-hmm. or, um, without all of the prepositions and the adjectives and the complete sentences. So you had to formulate your search string to come up with something really intelligent for a nice result. And that, that took a while. So while we had the internet, it was not as comprehensive and easy to get around as it is today. Yeah. Yeah. I found the same thing, you know, when I was going on my own personal journey to figure out, you know, how to manage my fertility, the same thing, you know, I kind of, you were, you know, trying to figure out, why you can't get pregnant. I was the opposite. I was trying to figure out how not to get pregnant, you know, <laughs> and, you know, fascinating journey. And and you're right. You know, it's like back in the days before the internet, like books were like the saving grace, you know, like finding like this one nugget, this one precious book that just like opened all these doors, like, Oh my God, you know, why doesn't everybody know about this? Yes. And uh, <laughs> I had a lot of that, you know, <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, thank goodness for books. And nowadays, you know, the internet. So I think it maybe maybe the internet helps to shorten people's learning curve a little bit, you know, cause I mean, it took me years to figure it out. It took you 16 years to figure things out. You know, I mean, it's a long personal journey for answers, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a long personal journey. And it took putting up with, especially doctors, who I would come in with 
you know, come into my appointment of, hey, can you draw my blood and see what's going on? I really want to get to the bottom of all of these different problems I'm having because it extended into chronic fatigue and anxiety and insomnia and depression and fibromyalgia and itchy skin and heart palpitations. And then the hypothyroidism was diagnosed. And I mean, it was arthritis, a litany of things that, that they finally said, maybe you're just a hypochondriac. Oh, geez, it's yeah. on your head. Oh, my God. Why don't you take a, um, uh, what is it, Prozac or, you know. <laughs> they tried. Yeah. They tried, yeah. I, I, but it, it, it really took that tenacity to go from one doctor to another to have those conversations and see if I could find someone who could say, look, there's an underlying cause, a condition of state of being, like your, your body's environment internally is allowing for all of these things. It's just out of balance. Let's fix that. Nobody was thinking that way. No. Nobody was talking about it in that way. They were yeah. just that hunt and kill. Well, you've got that symptom, so let's take that pill or that drug or do this modality to get rid of it. And it would get rid of the symptom temporarily because just like with moss that grows really well in a swamp, mm -hmm. if the swamp continues its state of being, the moss will guess what? Grow back. So <laughs> I right. would get rid of that symptom for a very short while. And as soon as I stopped doing the medication or doing the modality that would keep it at bay, mm -hmm. then it, th that moss, you know, the symptom would come back. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That must have been very frustrating. And I could see where you would go, you know, probably through like a dozen doctors searching for an answer. You know, I'm also a holistic health practitioner and I've, you know, met people who've gone through a dozen doctors looking for answers. And, and you're right. You know, it's like they, they take this compartmentalized look instead of looking at the whole person. And, you know, myself being a holistic health practitioner, it sounds like you are, you know, similar in your, you know, modalities and your work, you know, so it's really that, that big, that big picture view, that whole approach is what gets to the bottom of these issues. Oh, it makes a world of difference. And, and my job, in addition, you know, probably like yours is too, is to take a person from that mindset who finally knocks on the door, has gone through all the doctors, tried all the medications, said, hey, this isn't for me. But now we're in that conversation with them. And we have that opportunity. And they say, why is this happening? Why? You know, that's the question everybody has. Why is this happening to me? Yep. And rather than trying to pinpoint the, the problem into uh, it's, because, it's because you have hypothyroidism, I ask the deeper question, what's allowing the hypothyroidism to be there? Mm -hmm. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to talk about more how you figured out um, how, you know, because you said that you were able to address the infertility. And so I want to talk a little bit about your journey to help figure that out. So Sounds I know good. we started, started down that path, but I want to go deeper. So yeah. we'll be right back. Hey, and I just want to remind everyone that there's still time to get in on the Fun Cup Menstrual Cup giveaway. I am giving away three Fun Cup Menstrual Cups. If you have a daughter, these are perfect for the girls. They will absolutely love these. So there's still time to get in on this. I'm giving away three. Time is running out, though. So go over to Holistic Sex Ed Radio and sign up. Just look for the link at the top of the page, giveaways, sign up, and you can enter for a chance to win. And you can share with your friends for even more chances. So take advantage of this opportunity. Go over to Holistic Sex Ed Radio and sign up for a chance to win today.
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you don't want to be pregnant, one of the most nerve-wracking experiences is a late period. Lying in bed, wondering, worrying, waiting for menstruation to arrive, praying that your period will come. It's very stressful. Even though many of us are taught about menstruation, most of us don't have a deep understanding of how it works or what the body is doing. This results in increased stress, decreased sexual desire, sleepless nights, and sometimes unwanted pregnancy. What would it be like if every young woman grew up understanding her body to this degree? It could change the world. It could eliminate unintended pregnancy. It could help girls feel excited about and empowered by their monthly flow rather than ashamed and embarrassed. Since most of us don't get this kind of education while growing up, I put together a special free training called Understanding the Female Body and Cycle. Just go to HolisticSexEdRadio.com to get access today. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So, Eva, let's talk a little bit about how you finally figured out what was going on and, like, what the problems were and what you did to solve them. Well, just like we were talking about everybody that comes to us does, the hunt and kill method, I was looking for different solutions to my different problems. And since I was blessed with insomnia up at three o'clock in the morning, (laughs) some time had passed and our internet had advanced and I put in a search string of all of my different symptoms and diagnoses, which was a 30 list, 30 long item list. And it popped up a result of what it looks like when your body is out of alignment in a holistic way, but it was talking about it from a standpoint of this is what you would experience. Mm -hmm. You would have problems with your cycle. It would be uh, painful. Your PMS would be off the charts. Your immune system would be suppressed. Well, I was diagnosed with autoimmune disorder at 20 as well, told, oh, you have Epstein-Barr, you've had this, that, the other. And I was like, how is that related? And I kept reading. And you probably have problems with your adrenal system, with adrenal burnout, which is now not just a buzzword, but a medical term. Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. all these years. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, world, for catching up with us. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, you'll probably have, have hypothyroidism or Graves' disease, one or the other. Your body could, could flip, you know, translate mm-hmm. it in either direction, uh, faster or, or slow thyroid. Um, arthritis was listed and I thought, wow, this is all the stuff that I have. What's the deal? And I kept reading this long, long article. Mm -hmm. And it says, look, if you believe that if you give your body what it needs, it'll heal itself. Mm -hmm. And all you really have to do is find out what the body needs. Right. I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is it. Juicy, just, just juicy Mm -hmm. stuff. Right. 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 (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and we get to the bottom of the article and it starts talking about hair analysis. Okay. My hair analysis. What is that? Yeah, right. And so it turns out that whatever we take in, mm-hmm. our food, our water, our air that we breathe, what sits against our skin all day long, there's no doorman that says, you can come in, you stay out. You know, it's all, everything goes. It's a big party inside. And the body will take all of that, absorb it, utilize whatever it can to make more of you in its own priority, if you will, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then spit out whatever's left over as right. a, a report into your soft tissue. Well, that's your hair and your nails. Okay. So just like reading rings on a tree, when you cut it cross section, you can see the history of the temperature, the humidity levels, how, how the tree grew, how much it grew over that period of time. Well, mm-hmm. it's a smaller scale, of course, in hair, right. but with hair, you can see about a 30 day period of the trend of the body. How well is it creating new cells? Are you kicking out toxins or are you using them like a spare tire? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's going on with your thyroid, your adrenals, your ability to fight off infection, or if you're too inflamed, all of these things can be seen in a hair test. And I was just thinking, wow, this, this seems like the holistic answer I've been looking for. So right. that was the aha And then the proof in the pudding, if you will, was remember how I was saying that a lot of the modalities or medications, they weren't sustainable. They would work for like the first 30 days, maybe if you were lucky. And then I noticed that after stopping the modality, you stop doing the things that support an unhealthy body, right? You stop doing those things to cover up the symptoms. Then the symptoms would again pop up. Well, this was the first time I started on a nutritional balancing program based on my hair. Mm -hmm. And within 30 days, hmm. I'm feeling some better. I feel Mm -hmm. more energy. I'm not quite over the hump of being depressed and having low energy yet, but I'm having pockets, moments of clarity. And then as I continued on that journey, 60 days in, I started to have more moments of energy, less moments of the depression, and I shouldn't do this. So for example, I would have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Before I started all this, I would have one glass of wine. It would take me four days to recover from that oh, one wow. glass of wine. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that recovery period, it felt kind of like I've never had a hangover. But if you can imagine that groggy feeling, you wake up and you're, oh, man, the buzzer hasn't gone off yet. Why did I wake up so early? And I'm like, I want to go back to bed. That you live in that space. That's and what that's, chronic fatigue feels like. I want to also just mention, too, that's like a really um, a high level of awareness, too, to be able to drink a glass of wine and note how it feels you over, you know, how you feel over how it affects you over the next four days. That's a high level of awareness. Ah, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm serious. Not everybody will pay attention to that kind of stuff. I I don't think I could help it. I couldn't help it if I tried. That's how far gone my nutrition was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't for a lack of eating good foods. That's the other thing I hear from people. Oh, Eva, I'm fine. I eat a healthy diet. And I I say, you know what, for the imbalances that you came in with, that you were born with, Mm -hmm. you can't get to that level of metabolism by maintaining your current life. Yeah, right. There's like a hole, a nutritional hole that you find yourself into. And whether it's something you were born into, you know, if your mother didn't have proper nutrition, you know, that affects actually your grandmother might not have had proper nutrition. And that will also have an impact on you, you know, believe it or not. Um, This is a generational thing. And so, yeah. um, And I've, wanted to say too so there's like this nutritional hole that you find yourself in whether you come into it or you just depleted yourself so much over the course of your life that you've lived so far that you know just normal diet can't 
fill that hole. And so that's where I really love like the, the, I do blood testing myself to, you know, identify those things. So the hair analysis, the blood testing analysis, all that kind of stuff are powerful tools to help people identify where those nutritional deficiencies are so that we can supplement, you know, target, target supplementation or intense juicing or whatever it is you need to do. You know, you won't take pills, you know, you got to juice like crazy, whatever, you know, but um, yeah. So basically it's gathering information so that you can respond appropriately and you're not throwing darts at the wall, hoping to like figure something out, like what you, how you started. That was throwing darts yeah, at the darts wall. The wall. And, and I think a lot of people start their journey that way because Absolutely. they feel that we're taught to. We're taught to say, okay, whatever your symptom is, take it to the doctor. He'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Give you, draw the blood, read the test results, and then tell you what's wrong with you. That right. was how, that's how we're taught to do it. But yep. what I had to do is take back control of my own health care, mm-hmm. really gain some knowledge about how the body works and adhere to that, and then use the a different uh, approach in that, Whatever practitioner, whether it was a, a Western medicine licensed, you know, doctor or the chiropractor or the massage therapist or the rolfing expert, I would take all of that information into consideration to make decisions about my healthcare. I never put it back into the hands of my healthcare practitioner unless I was being, you know, putting under going under the knife for something. And that that's that's a whole other story. It's temporary. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh, totally. <laughs> it's a temporary release of I'm going to be a good patient. And then when you're out of it, it's about getting back into, you know, whatever um well, being proactive about being proactive. your health and taking responsibility for it. And, you know, when people go in for like tests and that sort of thing, like if you have your blood drawn from your doctor or you go in for your pap smear, you know, that kind of stuff, I always encourage my clients to get their test results because one, that's important information about your body and eventually they're going to destroy those medical records. So, you know, I mean, you're obviously around longer than seven years and that's how long they keep your, your medical records for. And so I really encourage people to get that information because then, you know, then you have, you know, the same information your doctor has. You may not have the knowledge that the doctor has, but you can take that information and educate yourself and use that to make decisions about your health. Yeah. Empowered. Exactly. And I want to touch on what you mentioned earlier is the grandmother may have been the one with the imbalance. And I see that quite clearly on a test, I can see where it's not genetic. People say, oh, it runs in my family. It must be genetic. And there's another word that I want to introduce into that, and that's congenial. It's something Mm -hmm. that passes from mother to child in the womb. And not just nutritional deficiencies are passed uh, from mother to child in the womb. It's also my cat's making a cameo appearance. Here we go. (laughs) It's also uh, nutritional imbalances that lead to toxic metal intake and storage. So toxic metals, nutritional imbalances, chemicals that your drugs, that's why they say don't take drugs when you're pregnant, right? All of these things pass from mother to child in the womb. And therefore, your ability to fight off infections, whatever they are for her, they're the same for you. Your ability to get pregnant or not, whatever they were for her, going to be the same for you. So on my my first test, I took that, my first hair analysis test, Mm -hmm. and I compared it to my mother's. And then I compared it to my, my, my two children's, both female. All four of our tests, our first tests, were almost identical. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. So you can't, you know, we've obviously, my, my, my children were in their teens by then. I was an adult well into my 30s, and my mom was in her 70s all at that, that time when the tests were, were done. Mm-hmm. And th- you would think that life 
would get in the way at some point and change those structures, but they sure didn't. And it's not like we were all living in the same house. I had moved to two different states during that time. You know, it's just amazing how many factors come into play that you think could change something that you were born with. But if until you correct that foundation, you mm-hmm. can't really move forward. So eating all your salads in the world, eating all, drinking all of your, your um, smoothies in the world is not going to change it. You've got to get down deeper into a, a layer of metabolism that's been corrupt since you were born. And that takes more work. That takes a different kind of work. Mm, yeah, a different approach. Yeah. Mm, very interesting. So let's take a quick commercial break and come back and talk a little bit more about all this stuff. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, by the way, everybody, there is still time to get in on the giveaway. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and enter your name for a chance to win a fun cup menstrual cup. These are perfect for your daughter. They're great for you too. Just go over to holisticsexedradio.com today. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you don't want to be pregnant, one of the most nerve-wracking experiences is a late period. Lying in bed, wondering, worrying, waiting for menstruation to arrive brain that your period will come. It's very stressful. Even though many of us are taught about menstruation, most of us don't have a deep understanding of how it works or what the body is doing. This results in increased stress, decreased sexual desire, sleepless nights, and sometimes unwanted pregnancy. What would it be like if every young woman grew up understanding her body to this degree? It could change the world. It could eliminate unintended pregnancy. It could help girls feel excited about and empowered by their monthly flow rather than ashamed and embarrassed. Since most of us don't get this kind of education while growing up, I put together a special free training called Understanding the Female Body and Cycle. Just go to holisticsexedradio.com to get access today. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So Eva, I'd like to talk a little bit about heavy metals. I know that heavy metals are a huge problem. You know, like for example, we have Flint, you know, kids are being exposed to lead in our cities. I mean, there's toxins in our environment, you know, we're exposed to chemicals, you know, I mean, babies are being born with like 200 are, yeah, 200 different chemicals in their umbilical blood. I mean, just like there's toxics, there's heavy metals just everywhere. And I, we know that these can impact fertility. So let's talk a little bit about what you learned from your testing around heavy metals. Yeah, the, the, the getting geeking out into the science of, of biochemistry, I learned that there is a relationship between copper 
zinc and our ability to procreate. So for men, the most important uh, mineral in the body is zinc. And for women, the most important mineral is copper. They, we both have uh, both in our bodies, both the genders have both, but it's the utilization and how it's utilized in the body that matters. So um, just a kind of a, a side story about this particular thing. If you have an imbalance of zinc out of your diet, like you don't have good quality zinc going into it, your copper that needs to be processed by the zinc gets stored. Where does it store? For women, it stores right in the uterus, all, all of the reproductive system organs. And that was backed up. I've been talking about this for a long time, but I had an opportunity to rent out one of my spare rooms to a UCLA graduate, postgraduate student, he's a master's student talking. He was specializing in air pollution while he was working in a joint effort study with other, other kids at the, the college who were doctors, uh, going to school to become doctors, and they were currently in the middle of working on cadavers, and they had discovered an exorbitant amount of copper in the reproductive system of the women. Hmm. And he came home and shared that with me. And he goes, I heard you talking about that with one of your clients, and and I just thought to share that with you. You're right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need you to tell me I'm right, but yes. <laughs> Thank you for the confirmation, yes. <laughs> Very cool that mm-hmm. you have that confirmation. So a lot of women have problems with their reproductive cycles because of a buildup of this copper, and that's turned out to be a, a lot of my issues too. And when I do hair analysis for my clients, I would say 95% of them are copper toxic. And it's not, while it's not a heavy metal, it can act like one in the body. It's supposed to be there. It's like the bad kid in the back of the class causing trouble for the students, you know, and, and, the, mm-hmm. and the teacher too. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't get what it needs and support, then it's going to act out. And copper is no different. Mm-hmm. So the copper is, was the key to get rid of that and allow for the body to get rid of that along the way. And that's what made me come to a place of after, after being on the nutritional balancing program for about six to nine months, something in there. I think it was nine months. Um, it's, it's becoming so long ago, I forget the time frames now. <laughs> but at about nine months in, let's say, um, I, my body was at a state where it wanted to get rid of a load of this copper that was toxic in my body. And that is when I finally was able to reverse. I was perimenopausal by the age of 28. So now I'm 37, 36, you know, getting started on this, this nutritional balancing. And reverse the perimenopause. So mm-hmm. was back into having a cycle. And now I noticed that it was regular. Wow. For the first time in your life, like Ever. 37 years yep. old or so, you're, <laughs> you're finally getting a regular cycle. Yeah. And no longer had two months of PMS. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody around you is grateful. You probably felt a lot better. You know? Yeah. Amazingly. And it's funny. We get used to a state of being and we think that's normal. Mm-hmm. And once you have a difference between what you've been experiencing, you feel the sense of relief. And boy, was that a great sense of relief. It I was bet. a big difference. Yeah, you probably felt like a different person. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I did. That was, that was the healing journey back into feeling like a woman again. Um, and and being, knowing that I was now able uh, without, without much cause. And I noticed that I no longer needed my Synthroid, which was my, my hypothyroid medicine. Oh, interesting. So your mm-hmm. thyroid came back into balance too. Those are related, absolutely mm-hmm. related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, it's really true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. And I know um, the thyroid has a relationship with uh, uh, iodine too. Yep. 
um, and I was just trying to think, is there's a connection between iodine and copper or not? I can't remember, but there's one, like, one helps the other process out. So I, yeah, I've put a lot of my clients on kelp. Kelp has iodine, naturally occurring iodine. In fact, mm-hmm. when we had the whole um, radiation, radiate radioactive uh, iodine coming from Japan years ago mm-hmm. when the, when they're, uh, What's that called? Fru- uh, fr- I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Fukushima, I can't. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, I can't pronounce it. I'm so sorry for botching it. <laughs> the, 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 the nuclear power plant. Yes, the meltdown. Loaded, uh, yeah, meltdown, yes. right. That, mm-hmm. So when that happened, we were all being flooded with that, the bad form of iodine. And if you fill your body with a good form just by taking some kelp, mm-hmm. it has the proper iodine in it then it, your body will automatically bounce out anything that isn't good for you. You know, you have to be full of something. Right. You're mm-hmm. Full of the good quality, the body doesn't need anything else. So that's mm-hmm. the preferred mineral. So if you can give your body the preferred mineral, then it will automatically correct the imbalances that allow for an, an overload of copper. Mm-hmm. So iodine, yes, absolutely supports. Selenium is another one. And I'm talking yeah. about that right now. Selenium is a huge supporter of the thyroid and the immune system because it mm-hmm. helps with the white blood cells, red blood cells, and the oxidation of the blood. All of that stuff. We can geek out on this all day long. But all I, know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I was just thinking, oh, yeah, selenium, we use that to help women who have had, you know, abnormal pap smears and same thing, yeah. you know. The cervix needs it for, you know, good health, and it probably has something to do with, like you're saying, the immune system, the iodine, all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Knowing knowing the individual things that, that is like, no, I know that I have to kind of put gas in my car and fill the tank and get it to F. You know, every once in a while, exactly. Uh-huh. Go past E for too long. You know, these are the things that we need to know. We don't really need to know the relationship between copper and zinc and how it works. But we don't need to know all of that stuff under the hood. No. Don't. No. But we do need to know what it looks like when we blow a tire, you put a new tire back on. Don't go on with a donut tire for too long because it messes with your alignment. It messes, you know, that's the kind of thing that we look for. I use a lot of car metaphors because it's easy. Yeah, people are, yeah, we all pretty much can relate to a car. Mm-hmm. We can, yeah. And when we take something, I, I hear I hear the comments of people saying, oh, Eva, I'm fine. I don't need any of that stuff. I take a bioidentical hormone. It's a natural result. It's a natural product. It's good for my body. No, it's not. It's the same thing as getting behind your car and pushing it when it's out of gas. Why don't you just take it to the gas station? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So it's knowing what to do with the information that's important. And I think that's, that's part of what we do. At our job is to coach people through what is the next step that makes sense for you as opposed to just knowing. Now I've got this problem okay, it's my new identity. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't wear your labels like that. You know, it's like, take that diagnosis and figure out how to move beyond it. Right. You know, it's like, you don't have to own that diagnosis. It's not a life sentence for sure. I discovered that. I mean, I was told I had all of these things for life. Oh, you'll always be infertile. You'll always have arthritis. You'll always have fibromyalgia. There are no cures, Eva. Well, there's no cures according to you. So thank you exactly. for your information and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they, they look through this one window, you know, they don't have drugs for it. They don't have a surgery for it. And like cervical dysplasia, you know, cervical health is another thing. That's a perfect example like that. You know, it's like they don't have a cure for HPV, you know, any abnormal cells, their response is to cut them out. You know, it's like there's other ways we can do this. And actually, you know, cervical health responds really well to overall health. 
Yes, it does. <laughs> it really does. Because yeah. if you give your body what it needs, it heals itself. It does. It yeah, does. And, and we're talking about chronic conditions. I'm not talking, you know, even liver disease can be helped. But I mean, that's a more serious thing. Heart disease, liver disease, mm-hmm. cancer, all of those things are so fast growing or at least insidious. It's hard to just correct that with nutritional balancing. But um, if you can rule out those things as the root cause of problems, then you can even help things like gallbladder issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, infertility can can be helped, especially mm-hmm. if it's IUD damage related or copper toxic related. Um, even kidney stones. I get a lot of people who are like, "Oh, I've got I've got kidney stone problems. I have to fix that with my doctor first, and then I can work with you." And I'm like, "Time out. Did yeah. you know <laughs> that there's a relationship between copper toxicity and calcium stones? Mm-hmm. So when you have kidney stones, guess what? That is a sign that you have." a calcium deficiency inside your bones. So you're the copper actually is an antigen and it pulls the calcium out of your bones and deposits it into soft tissues, which then has to be regulated through the body by creating stones, calcifications, and that includes arthritis. (laughs) There's so much that's related and people just don't know how to make the connection, not because they're stupid, but because we're not taught. Yeah, we're never taught any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. not because we're stupid at all. It's just, it's just a, it's an awareness thing. And that's part of the job of what we're doing here is educating. Absolutely. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about how parents can help their teenagers if they notice that they're struggling with their menstrual cycle. So we'll be right back. Did you go over and enter your name for a chance to win one of the fun cup menstrual cups? If you have a daughter or maybe you would like one yourself, if you've never tried one, you should check them out. There's a link at the top of the page when you go to holisticsexedradio.com. Just look for giveaways and enter your name for a chance to win. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you don't want to be pregnant, one of the most nerve-wracking experiences is a late period. Lying in bed, wondering, worrying, waiting for menstruation to arrive, praying that your period will come. It's very stressful. Even though many of us are taught about menstruation, most of us don't have a deep understanding of how it works or what the body is doing. This results in increased stress, decreased sexual desire, sleepless nights, and sometimes unwanted pregnancy. What would it be like if every young woman grew up understanding her body to this degree? It could change the world. It could eliminate unintended pregnancy, It could help girls feel excited about and empowered by their monthly flow rather than ashamed and embarrassed. Since most of us don't get this kind of education while growing up, I put together a special free training called Understanding the Female Body and Cycle. Just go to HolisticSexEdRadio.com to get access today. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So, Eva, what happens if one, you know, a teenager is struggling with her menstrual cycle and mom wants to help? Like, what can mom do to help balance things and help her teenager have a, a smoother 
less painful, stressful, et cetera, et cetera, cycle? Well, I, th- I think the first thing, and, and it's so easy to sweep some things under the rug and hope that nothing is wrong. So, oh, that's normal for, uh, you know, you're just starting, you don't know what you're experiencing in your body. And there's a lot of dismissal, and especially from women, especially mm-hmm. from women. Men are a little bit more sympathetic because they've never gone through it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm saying this in generalities, of course. There, sure. there, are, there are men who are so dismissive, like, just get off, walk it off, you know, like the football coach, so walk it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to female reproductive health, if your child, if your daughter is within that age range where they should be starting a cycle and you don't know about it, find out, like start the dialogue. So if you haven't started that dialogue, start it. No time is a good time. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No time like the present, you know. (laughs) No time like the present, maybe before going to bed, maybe, you know, first thing in the morning is usually full of busy stuff. But yeah, look for a moment when it's just you and her. Don't bring it up at the dinner table. That, That would be the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, cars are good. You got a captive audience. <laughs> yes. you know? oh, great. You know, time yeah, yeah. for privacy. Yeah. yeah get a you don't have to you. make eye contact. That often helps if you're not making <laughs> eye contact, you know. People do. They, yeah, they respond better to less of that confrontational heart to heart. And if you're side to side, then that's somewhat a little easier on mm-hmm. a person's sensibilities. But that whole conversation, getting it started, and then getting a state of union address from the child, from the, or I should say adolescent at this point in time, they're becoming mm-hmm. an adult. Mm-hmm. So have them tune in, if you will, to what's going on with their body. What, what is happening with the cycle? Is there an issue that you should know about? Maybe they're being dismissive and thinking, oh, it's normal. My other friends are having the problem too. Well, yeah, a lot of our generation is full of hot pockets and (laughs) Taco Bell, you know, so we want to be aware of what we put into the body. And at the same time, be aware of what's going on inside the body as a result. And it could mean a a change in diet. So talk to them about what's going on and then what's, what they're ignoring. You can pick up on between the lines. So just like I was ignored my entire adolescence. So for more than 10 years and I was alone or not, I'm alone, but home with my parents, not, neither of them realized I was depressed, even though I came to them with all of the signs and symptoms. Oh, Eva, you'll be fine. Just put a smile on your face. You'll be fine. You know, so it, get, get over the fifties mentality that you can just, you know, wear a smile and, and mm-hmm. the, the day yeah, will right. Fine, uh-huh. right. Where's put on a happy face type of thing. Yeah. We suppress need to your symptoms. It. Yes. That's basically yeah. telling you to suppress the way that you really feel. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we want to address things specifically and not to label, but to find out again what's allowing it because depression is not a normal state of being. So if grades go down unexpectedly, if there's weight gain, and if it's not due to changing of the diet, if you notice a, um, an, maybe it's more of a nonverbal communication that you have. They're, they're going and standing in front of the, the pantry and looking for, you know, fatty snacks to eat. (laughs) So look at habits, look to see what they're doing and address that, see what's going on. And I would say starting that conversation and getting, getting to a place where you understand where, where she is, that's your first step. After that, the way forward will become more evident. If you need help, then find a health coach, you know, that, that understands these processes. She may need to have, you know, hair tested or a blood tested to find out what's going on with, copper levels and Mm -hmm. if her infertility um, is just forthcoming. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think too is, you know, like young girls, like they don't know that they can ask for help is one thing. They don't know what is normal 
type thing. Um, you know, they know that they, that this thing is going to happen to them. And so when it does, you know, it's maybe it's not that big of a deal or maybe it's like unbelievably unpleasant, you know, and, you know, and so I think having those conversations and preparing girls, you know, for what it could be like, you know, what the quote unquote normal, you know, thing to expect might be. And if it's vastly different from that, letting them know that, hey, you can come talk to me and, you know, maybe there's things we can do to help balance your cycle. I think, you know, as women, as we get older, we approach menopause, we know that there's help. We can go ask for help. We can talk to our doctors. We can go consult, you know, holistic health practitioners, you know, all that kind of stuff. But girls, they don't know that. It's like they're they're figuring this shit out on their own. And especially if their parents aren't in the habit of having like these challenging conversations around sex, menstruation, things like that, that they may just assume that this is not a topic that they're supposed to talk to mom and dad about. Yeah. And that kind of became the status quo for me. I started at a very, even though I was the third child and the second daughter, um, when my cycle came at the age of nine, I wasn't sat down with a, okay, so you need to be prepared and have a pad with you when you go into school, bring your purse with you. None of that discussion happened. They, de- my parents depended upon school to teach me about the birds and the bees. And quite frankly, they were two years after what I had to go through by myself. Mm-hmm. So there, there was soon enough. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. soon enough for me. And I, I know I'm not alone in that. And there were others that were much later thinking, well, is there something wrong with me? I'm 16 and I haven't started my cycle yet. Mm-hmm. That's another clue. It's like, if you're not starting along with everybody else, what's going on? What's keeping you from moving forward? So yeah, get right. the state of the union. <laughs> from the, yes. from the tri- open yes. the dialogue so that she knows that she has somewhere to go. Yeah, that's so important. So I would like to, I know you have a little free gift for everybody. You have a yes, reveal it to me questionnaire. Can you tell people what that is and what it reveals? Yeah. So it's all about revealing what's, what could be allowing for you to see what's causing imbalances in your body is hidden in plain sight. So it's a questionnaire. It doesn't require your firstborn or any blood. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> or any hair, to be, to be frank. Uh, so you, you fill out this questionnaire. If you've heard symptoms on this conversation that you think, oh, I've had that, there's a possibility you have some imbalances that are hiding in plain sight. So mm-hmm. take the questionnaire and you can get a tally of exactly how significant are my imbalances and then a way forward will be presented to you awesome very cool so we will put the link in the show notes so everybody who's interested can go over there and check it out i know questionnaires are always fun it's always fun to learn more about you and your body what's going on in the the internal so uh yeah that's totally awesome so thanks eva i really appreciate your time today it's been a great conversation here with you thanks for having me it's been a lot of fun yeah If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you would like to enter your name in for a chance to win a fun cup, menstrual cup, go to holisticsexedradio.com, click on giveaways at the top of the page, and enter your name for a chance to win. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. 
Thank you and have a beautiful day. 